Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is your Times Daily Well Briefing for Saturday the 9th of April. I'm Steve Forbes. And I'm Christian Smith. At least 50 are dead after a Russian airstrike on a train station packed with civilians. It's well understood by everyone that this train station is being used for civilian evacuations. There's no way this could be a mistake on what this what this site that they've targeted is. And Shanghai's citizens are short of food as China struggles to contain the city's COVID outbreak. 26 million people, which is the biggest lockdown probably in the world so far, in their homes, unable to come out even to do food shopping. Times of London Daily World Briefing. We return to the Donetsk region of Ukraine, where, as reported on yesterday's podcast, a Russian airstrike hit a packed train station on Friday. It's now believed that an estimated 50 people have been killed and around 100 wounded in what appears to be a deliberate attack on civilians in the eastern city of Kramatorsk. At least four children were also among the victims, with Ukraine's President Volodymyr Zelensky demanding a firm global response. There were no military personnel there. There were people who were waiting to get a train to save territory. Russian forces hit people with missiles. There are witnesses. There are videos. There are remains of missiles. People are gone. Pictures of the aftermath show bodies scattered, the ground stained with blood next to luggage and prams. Ukrainian officials say around 4,000 people had been at the station at the time of the attack as they were trying to escape the heavy shelling across the region. Oz Kataji is a journalist reporting from Ukraine and has told Times Radio the images from the scene are shocking. It's well understood what this area is. It's a train station. It's well understood by everyone that this train station is being used for civilian evacuations. There's no way this could be a uh, you know, a mistake on what this what this site that they've targeted is. And the missile that has four children written on it is absolutely horrifying. US President Joe Biden has blamed Russia for the horrific atrocity, while Moscow has refused to take any responsibility. Jerome Starkey is the Sun's defence editor who's in Ukraine, and he's told Times Radio that Moscow is still denying its troops carried it out. Well, Russia, first of all, said that it did not have these Toshka uh, U missiles in its arsenal. That's something that has been uh, roundly denied by Western officials. Uh, they also then claimed that this was a Ukrainian attempt to scotch its own evacuation in order to keep civilians in Kramatorsk so that they can use those civilians as a human shield with which to defend the city. Meanwhile, it's reported that Russia have made a major change to its military leadership in Ukraine. General Alexander Dvornikov, a man with significant experience of operations in Syria, is thought to have taken over control of the invasion. Former director of the Royal United Services Institute, Michael Clark, has been speaking to Times Radio. 
He says the problems with Russia's army is much deeper than who's in command. What's interesting, of course, is that everybody below the level of a colonel uh, in the Russian forces have had no combat experience whatsoever. That's the point. The, the, the commanders have all been involved in Syria and Chechnya, but everybody up to the age of about 35 or 40 has never been in combat before. And it, it absolutely shows when you see the way they actually perform. Russia has so far struggled to achieve its aims 44 days into its invasion of Ukraine, with around 15,000 Russian troops already killed in the war and forces now withdrawn from northern Ukraine, President Putin appears determined to begin a new offensive in the east of the country to achieve victory in time for the anniversary of Russia's victory in the Second World War on the 9th of May. While coronavirus restrictions may be a thing of the past for many, in China, Shanghai's lockdown goes on after being extended indefinitely earlier this week. 20,000 new cases were recorded on Friday alone, as the country struggles to control the spread of infection once again. China has a zero-COVID policy, and currently all 25 million of Shanghai's residents are confined to their homes, with most having to order in food and water and wait for government drop-offs of vegetables, meat and eggs. Many have taken to social media to complain about supplies and the conditions they are now living in. Cindy Yu is broadcast editor at The Spectator and told Times Radio about the situation there. 26 million people, which is the biggest lockdown probably in the world so far, in their homes, unable to come out even to do food shopping, which means that food is concerned. Uh, those who can do online shopping, but even that is causing lots of chaos because other people are stockpiling, creating questions of what, what happens if you don't know how to do online shopping as older people uh, are more vulnerable. For a time, children were being separated from their parents when they were being taken into quarantine if, say, the child was positive but the parent wasn't. In a speech, China's President Xi said the country's zero-COVID policy had withstood the test of the Winter Olympics. But Cindy Yu says that the vaccination rates in China are very poor. Vaccination has never been compulsory in China, um, and it wasn't age-prioritised either, which means that a lot of the vulnerable people, a lot of the older populations, are actually not very well covered. So vaccination rates about 82% in the whole country, but that falls when it's actually uh, for the over 80. So, that, so, you know, the question is raised, why are you not protecting those vulnerable? On the way, record fines for unruly airline passengers in the US, and the slap sees Will Smith banned from the Oscars. Times of London Daily World Briefing. Adoring crowds, kissing babies and inspiring speeches. It may seem odd that as a war rages on in its east, an election is taking place for the presidency of one of Europe's leading powers, But campaigning has ended ahead of voting in the first round of France's presidential election on Sunday. Twelve candidates will take part in the first round, and if no candidate wins more than 50% of the vote, a runoff between the top two candidates will take place two weeks later. Despite broad unpopularity, current President Emmanuel Macron may have thought he had the election in the bag after months of cruising ahead in the polls. But a late surge from his runoff rival in 2017, the right-wing populist Marine Le Pen, has seen some polls showing the two as neck and neck. The Times' Europe editor Peter Conradi is in Perpignan in France's south and explains the turnaround. Part of it is 
the war in Ukraine. Um, the war in Ukraine incre- initially gave a big boost to Macron, a kind of rallying around the flag effect. That effect has faded. I think French people are not so much worried that the war is going to spread to France as they were perhaps at the beginning when no one knew quite what's going on. Their main fear now, I think, is the economic consequences of it. And this has been really playing into Le Pen's hands because she's been fighting a campaign which is concentrated this time around, not so much on immigration, which used to be her big theme, but on living standards, pouvoir d'achat, as the French call it. And so as French people are feeling more and more squeezed, more and more of them are deciding to vote for her. Although ahead in the polls, Macron is keen to emphasise that Le Pen could still pull off a come-from-behind Brexit-style victory in what is being called one of the most significant elections in recent French history. We've all seen the videos of unruly passengers on planes, but now two passengers in the US have been hit with the largest ever penalties in federal aviation history. The five-figure fines come after the US has seen record numbers of disruptive passengers since the start of last year, in many cases thanks to mask mandates. In one incident, a passenger flying from Texas to North Carolina was fined nearly $82,000 for threatening to harm a flight attendant before pushing an airline worker and trying to open the cabin door. The Federal Aviation Administration said that it has issued around $7 million in fines since the beginning of 2021, recording more than 7,000 rage incidents. Transport Secretary and former presidential candidate Pete Buttigieg imposed the fines on Friday, advising airline passengers to not be jerks. Times of London Daily World Briefing. Sport. Now with the latest on Formula One from Down Under, here's John Jackson. Ferrari's championship leading driver Charles Leclerc will start in pole position for Sunday's Formula One Australian Grand Prix. The Monogasque driver was two-tenths of a second faster than Red Bull's world champion Max Verstappen, with his Mexican teammate Sergio Perez third in an entertaining qualifying session at Albert Park. The British trio of Lando Norris, Lewis Hamilton and George Russell complete the first three rows of the grid in Melbourne. It was a poor day for both of the Canadian drivers. Aston Martin's Lance Stroll collided with Williams driver Nicholas Latifi in a bizarre mix-up, causing a red flag early in the session. Alpine's Spanish driver Fernando Alonso caused the second red flag of the day after a hydraulics failure sent him into the barriers. Sunday's race is the first Australian Grand Prix since 2019 due to the COVID-19 pandemic. Times of London Daily World Briefing Entertainment It was the slap that shocked the film industry and caused possibly the most controversial moment in Oscars history. Now, Will Smith has been banned from the Oscars gala and other Academy events for 10 years as a response to his attack on comedian Chris Rock. The Academy said in a statement that last week's ceremony was overshadowed by the unacceptable and harmful behaviour from Smith. Smith has already resigned from the Academy and apologised for his actions. Elsewhere, entertainment giants Warner Media and Discovery completed their merger on Friday. The merger hopes to create a new powerhouse, bringing together the HBO and Discovery Plus streaming platforms to take on Netflix and Disney. And finally, two divers lost at sea for more than two days have been rescued. 
The British man and French woman were spotted by fishermen a considerable distance from the training dive they had been part of near Tokong Sangol in Malaysia. Two planes, 18 boats and around 90 personnel have been deployed to search for the missing divers who couldn't find the boat they were on after resurfacing from the training exercise on Wednesday. The pair are said to be in a stable condition. And that's your Times Daily World Briefing for Saturday the 9th of April. This podcast from the Times of London is brought to you in partnership with Google Podcasts. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.